I thought black people were boycotting the Super Bowl. I went on Twitter. Everyone said, nah, nah, everyone's yo, you man ain't serious, bro. Yeah, yeah, you, you, it really take a lot to get America to boycott the Super Bowl. Yup. Yup. Yeah, you man ain't on it, bro. Yup. Let's do this intro. So I'm Summit, and my AKA today is the anti-Ted Mosby and the one half of the Anonymous Nerds. First of all, you can't be the one half. You're a half or one half. Okay. I'm just saying. I got, I got a degree in English and I'm pretty sure that you're right. I have a degree in English too. I know, you're I right. I could be wrong. No, you're right. Anyway, I'm, I'm wrong. I am Chris, aka the baby father of ignorance today. <laughs> um, and I'm the other half of the Anonymous Nerds and this is the Breaking Atoms podcast. <laughs> Episode three. We made three. it. We made it. We haven't killed anybody. Three. Everyone is cool. We're still friends. We still hang out. Shout out to man like Darnell. Darnell. Engineer extraordinaire. Yes, 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 yes. Darnell. We got a shout out a few people. Yes, from, we from, do. From the last episode. We do. Uh, do you want to go ahead first? Yeah, I'm going to shout out. So for those who didn't catch it, I would suggest you go back and listen to episode two. Uh, we did like a, a retrospective analysis on 80s and 90s cartoons. And we called it the golden era of animated cartoons. Now, after the episode came out, one of my OGs, his name is Darren Lucas. And the reason why I got love for Darren is that he booked me and my man Jameson for our first ever show in the UK. So that's why Darren gets anything he needs from me. He needs food, money. I got him. So Darren hit me on the phone and he was like, yes, bro. I had a listen. It was nice. Keep up the good work. But But. if you ever have an 80s cartoon feature again, I am here to help you. You missed out on some bangers. What happened to D'Artagnan and the Musker Hounds? Oh. Hong Kong Fui. Hong Kong Fui. He went in. He, no, he, he's not finished. He's not finished, bro. He said, Captain Caveman. The Sentinels. Sentinels. Battle of the Planets. I can go on for ages, but I like what you're doing. You see when I got that message? What about Top Cat? Bro, I forgot about Jason the Wild Warriors. Yeah. Um, what's the other one? Heathcliff? Remember Heathcliff? <laughs> I forgot about all those cartoons. But shout out to Darren Lucas. When I got the message, I thought to myself, oh my God, I've let down one of my OGs. But Darren, we couldn't cover everything. There were so many things we missed out on. But I appreciate you listening to the show. And I hope I make you proud, man. We can't, yeah, we can't cover everything. Um, I wish we could, but we couldn't. And also, if we knew it, if we knew everything, then what's the point? Yeah. I, we don't want to be know it We want to learn something. Yeah, I know a lot though. No. You done with your shouts? <laughs> I'm done, man. Only, okay. only. I mean, everyone. I can't. Everyone who listens to the show, great. But you know, I had to mention Darren by name. Okay, so I got Al Murray, the comedian, who I forgot to shout out for the first podcast because he was talking about Sopranos. I sent the podcast link. He shared it. That was really nice. Optimus Prime eighty four on Insta. Shout out to him. He 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 gives a he gives a big shout he out to his followers, a lot of love, yes. which was very nice. Um, Jax Morell, uh, a genius. He used to be a DJ booth as well. Really good guy. Knows his rap. Uh, he checked out the podcast as well. Sopranos Club fan group on Facebook oh, as well, yeah. who shared. And the Wire fans. Yep. And the Wire fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee, Archibald, Bonkers, uh, the Banzai Retro Group. Jen Williams is an author. Mm-hmm. Loves the Sopranos. We'll check it out. Uh, Asma Shah as well. And then also. Yeah, shout out to Asma. It's Asma. Asma. Apologies. Asma Shah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And then also finally the Transformers Generation 1 fan page on Facebook. Good stuff. So, what are we talking about today, Chris? We're going to talk about a musical genre that is very close to our hearts. And even just talking about it now, my eyes are welling up. (laughs) We need to ask the question, Mm -hmm. what happened to R and B? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. 
you know what would be really good there is if we did like that bit from uh, Poison. I don't know if you've got the rhythm for that, okay. bro. Oh, you went to my wedding. I got rhythm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get down, but it was your wedding, so I had to let you go in it. Okay. You had to win that day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about what happened to R&B. Mm-hmm. I think the best place to start would be to look at maybe the shift in genre, right? So mm-hmm. we'll probably focus more, a lot on the 90s. Um, going to the 2000s. So before we get into the kind of golden era of 90s and play songs and and talk about that, what happened to R&B? Was it the shift from hip-hop to R&B as opposed to the other way around? In the 90s, R&B was on top in the charts. And as we approached kind of 1999, 2000s, there was a distinct shift. It was more formulaic. Murder Inc. perfected it. But it was more like rapper, R&B singer, as opposed to R&B singer and rapper. Mm -hmm. Is that the reason why... I mean, I've never really seen... It's a, You know, you're asking me a question that I've never really thought about. I mean, for me, hip-hop and R&B are synonymous yes. with each other. If we go back to, you know, the early 90s with, like, Mary J. Blige and the stuff that she did on Uptown, she was marketed and billed as the queen of hip-hop soul. So, to me, the hip-hop and R&B was one and the same, but still very distinctive... Um, you know, you had Method Man and Mary J. Blige, mm-hmm. you know, she worked with Grand Poobah, Keith Murray, um, all these different types of people. I remember the remixes they used to do. So, you know, you had the hot R and B song at the time and they would get a rapper yes. to, to, to jump on to jump on it exactly to jump on the remix. And I definitely agree with what you say, like towards I would say ninety seven onwards, it started to get a bit formulaic. Um you mentioned Murder Inc. perfected the formula. They had some great R and B collaborations and um bad boy we've got to mention bad, bad boy we invented um, the remix take yeah. that take that take that yeah bad boy what they did with faith evans and yeah. and one two one two one twelve one twelve slimming that slimming that yeah oh sweet love is a genius track just sweet love are you yeah. talking about anita baker no one twelve i can't remember that song yeah but yeah did it get formulaic did the shift happen yeah definitely late i say the late 90s so then started to take a turn because now we've got so one thing I look at, right? So we've gone from if I ain't got you to these girls ain't loyal. But you see, that's a you know say the name of the song properly, right? If I ain't got you, yes, that's Alicia Keys. That's Alicia Keys. Mm-hmm. We've got that. If I ain't got you, baby, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we've gone to these hoes ain't loyal. But you know why that song is stupid? Because hoes ain't meant to be loyal. I was so confused. I'm like, <laughs> what are you expecting from these people? But but the point is, the shift is. There was something about vulnerability. Mm-hmm. There was something about heartbreak. Mm-hmm. End of the road. Yeah. 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 All for one. Yeah. I, f- I remember the days when R&B singers would sing. They'd start crying. Remember Lenny Williams? He cried on the record. Yes, yes, yes. They'd get yes. down on their knees. I don't care what that guy did. He cried. He, the dude cried on the he record. He cried on the record. I remember yeah. the days when a guy could sing on an R&B record and that girl could be so mad at you. She might want to kill you, leave you. She would come back. But look at Michael Jackson. He did a he did a whole ballad. She's out of my life. He was practically crying on that record too. Yeah, but Michael soft though. As much as I res- I love Michael. Don't say Michael that. Don't say that. No, 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 no. no. Let's, let's keep it no. real, bro. Let's Off keep the it real. wall. No, 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 no. Off listen, the wall. Listen, fam, thriller. Fam, fam, fam. Come on. I'm one of the few people that stood by Michael when Mm-mm. people were throwing dirt on him. I said no, he did not do it. That doesn't matter. They were talking about music. Saying, it's like Michael Jackson crying was not a surprise to me. Why? Because he always cries. No, it's just because he was a bit. He was a bit um soggy. He was a bit he was a bit soggy <laughs> in his approach. That. Like explain he was, that. Explain. He wasn't a hard rock. Do you know what I mean? It's like Jaheem crying on a record or Bobby Brown. 
Right. Bobby Brown don't crown records. But Michael Jackson, you can kind of take it from. Like, you can take a love ballad from LL Cool J, but you might not take a love ballad from Immortal Technique. There's a difference. Yeah, but... I don't, I don't. She's like, I expect that from Michael. Man wore a white suit on the front of his cover. He was ready to cry. <laughs> he was ready to cry. He was taking it there. The man sold, what, 150 million records? Yeah, he did, but he, he his albums had... R&B, especially his early ones. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I, I'm, and I do think he had some of the R&B elements in his later work. Like, that Invincible album, I thought, was amazing. Right. And my theory behind why... not I mean, one of my theories behind why the album didn't really perform as well is because I don't think they were ready for R&B Michael Jackson in 2001. He had you, tunes like, um, Heaven Can Wait, Tell the Angels No, I Am Not Coming. <laughs> Bruv, you know how fine that girl must have been? He said, yo, God, come down from the sky. He said, Michael, time to go. He's like, no, God, no, I'm staying with her. You know how fine she must have been? He would have rather been with Bubbles. Hey, yo, Bubbles was serious. Yeah. Heard, muscles? Yeah. Remember Muscles? Bruv, I heard one time... Mm. I, I heard one... Bruv, I heard one time Bubbles slapped him, bruv. Like a grown man slapped him. <laughs> yeah. And Bubbles was like... he was. Mess- I heard Bubbles was messing up the house and everything. You have to get rid of him. So then, all right. So th- thinking about the shift then, or what happened, could we look at... Is it a society thing? Is it a cultural thing? Did we just fall out of love? Did we, do we just not care about love anymore? Is chivalry dead? Right? Because if you look at... All those boy bands, girl groups of the 90s, even the 80s, we all talk about Teddy Riley, but we talk all about that. There was a sort of chivalry to, to all their music. First of all, the way you just said Teddy Riley and just moved on, I, I can't appreciate No, we will talk about We'll, we'll talk about Edward Theodore Riley. You've got to say his full government name, right? You can't just say <laughs> Teddy Riley and just be bouncing through the conversation like that. Um, is there a shift in the way we sing about R&B? I, I feel there is. Um... Do we not care anymore? Do we not care about love? Because it's all about... Listen, man, we've gone from... What did, what did, uh, what did All For One say uh, on their record? He, they said... Um, well, I swear. I swear by the moon and the stars and the sky. That song is I'll be your, No, I'll be the... It's a wedding vow song. That's, every verse wedding. on that record is wedding vow. Okay, so here's a question for I'll you. I'll build your dreams with these two hands. Here's a question for we've you. We've gone from that to Molly Percocet. Molly Percocet. That mask off. Mask yes, off. that's where we've gone from. I, like I don't say is it drugs? I, I like I like that song. But here's a question for you: Why did you not play um, "All for One"? I swear at your wedding, Mister Wedding Vow Man. Uh, oh yeah, weren't good enough for your wedding, though, no, was it? No, exactly. No, exactly. No. Um, yeah, love is missing from R and B, dude. It's missing. I think. Scratch that. Love isn't missing. I think our love for people. And that significant other is missing. Our love for things and possessions is in- very much present. Right, that's increased. It's very much present. The propensity of that has increased more. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very much present. And what I've, what I've found as well is that you don't necessarily have to be a great vocalist anymore. No. You don't need, you don't need the vocal chops. There's this chick. Um, Rihanna's not a great singer. Uh, she, she's a trash She singer. makes great records. Yeah. But she's records. not, as a singer, she's not. That, that, what's the one? Kalani? Yeah, Kalani. Yeah, she's trash. No. no, she's trash. She's not she's vocalist not at trash. all. She's, what I'm trying to say is that she's she's a fairly attractive woman right. who can hold a note. Jennifer Lopez, essentially, for the modern age. Like Jennifer Lopez wasn't a great singer. She made some banging records. But she made some banging records, and she was very easy on the eye. And she, she had Puffy, records. the genius, in her corner. And she can perform. Yeah, she can absolutely. Perform. But no, like people, most R&B singers these days can't sing. What's the, what's the other one's name? Um, the Weeknd. Yoga, yoga mat music. Mm-mm. Rather yoga. Nah, he looks like, homeless, bro. Like, I don't understand how a grown man with a full head of hair can have one dreadlock. 
I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh God. I don't so get look, it. I I like to listen to a lot of old school soul mm-hmm. when I'm at home. Mm-hmm. Put the vinyl on. Mm-hmm. Teddy Pendergrass. Yep. Frankie Beverly and Mays. Yes. Um, Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. Donny Hathaway. Donny Hathaway. Yes, sir. Roberta Flack. Yes, sir. That set the kind of blueprint. Minnie Ripperton. Yes. Those artists. Patrice there. Russian. <laughs> Fam, I'm going through the whole list, you know. Don't let but me they, pull said, out my they said the blueprint for, the, the, for all those boy bands. The forefathers and the foremothers. Yes. Of the game. Yes. Mm-hmm. For Theodore Riley and them mm-hmm. to set that blueprint for Heavy D, for Boys to Men, yes. for As Yet, yes. for all those people to come through. Mm-hmm. Why? But that, that generation that came after them was also quite strong. Mm. Why haven't we just changed over? What happened to it? The Why guy, do we have Mr. Steal Your Girl as the at the forefront of R&B? The world is different. The world is different. Um, technology's changed, I think. The mode of address has changed as well. Um, vulnerability is not cool. Why, Chris? I don't know. I, w- I mean, this is not the podcast to get the answers. We're just, we're just having a discussion. Um, vulnerability is just not cool anymore. Uh, if we apply this to hip-hop music, right? Yeah, go on. You look at someone like Jada Kiss, incredible rapper. Right. One of the best lyricists, most consistent lyricists of the last 20, 25 years. What was always holding Jada Kiss back in terms of being in that conversation among the, the Rakims and the Biggies? Because he's just as talented, arguably. It's the fact that he wasn't vulnerable. We don't know who Jason Phillips is. Like Fabulous. Fabulous has the same problem. Same problem. Buster Rhymes, same problem. Ludacris, same problem problem great rappers great performers but we just don't know who they are and then when they try to tell us who they are and be vulnerable in the case of like a Buster Rhymes we you know on the Big Bang album mm-hmm. been through the storm we kind of don't warm to it Jada Kiss fared better he had the wise song we we're like okay so he's getting political now we can mm-hmm. see what's on his mind and we kind of dug it but now like vulnerability is just vulnerability is not cool People are vulnerable on social media all day, talking about they want to kill themselves and whatnot. They want to sell suicide and take drugs and I'm lonely and I'm this and that. But when it comes to the music, I just, I don't know. It's just, it just feels different. You know, the vibes are different. I, I, I don't know. Taking on your point about rap, rap has always been a reflection of our society. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's that famous quote from Chuck D that, you know, rap is or hip hop is a scene of the streets. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it's reflective in our music and our art and art imitates life. So yeah, maybe it's that. I just... We've got a good current crop. Right? Yes. There's Anderson Pack. There's BJC Chicago Kid. Mm-hmm. There's some incredible artists now. Sir from TDE. Amazing. Do you Amazing. know, uh, have you ever heard anything from Leanne Havas? La, La Havas. Yeah, I got her album. Is, is Your Love Big Enough? Mm-hmm. Banger. Adrian Young. Yes. Blue Robinson. Yes. Blue Robinson. Yeah. I was actually in the room when he signed his deal. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was doing an internship at uh, Sony. Mm. Um, and he came in the room and he, you know... He signed his deal. And this was the day after I was told that I wouldn't be considered for a deal. They had heard my second album. I mentioned right, it on, right, on, right, on right, the underdog. Right. And I never forget the, the guy or the CEO of Sony at the time, before Bluey Robinson signed the deal, he said, get ready to sign your life away. Wow. And I felt the fear of God. <laughs> I said, wow. I said, this man's being, he's being very forward about, you know, the nature of the record business. Even though he's saying it in jest, but they do say many true, many true words are said in jest. And um, yeah, Blue Robinson, I mean, he didn't really do what we had hoped for him to do. I mean, he's, you know, talented artist and whatnot. I'm sure he's doing his thing, but that's just my little fun fact. I'm looking at the list I made of the current crop, right? So, Georgia Smith, 
played on a Drake album. She's got a very lovely, soulful voice. Mm-hmm. I'm, not she, too, I'm not too familiar with She can with appear her. on Garage Records. She can okay. appear on R&B Records. She's got that versatility to mm-hmm. her voice, right? I've got Ella May. <clears throat> pardon me. I've got uh, Jacob Banks. He's got a really soulful, old-school voice. Very, like, old voice, right? It's like... Throaty got, soul. Well... He's more like Gregory Porter, like very. I love rich. him, right? I love. He's him. got a very, he's got a very rich voice yeah, in I love that Gregory respect, Porter. right? Sid from the internet, she's she's amazing, amazing, right? That Hands e- down. That ego death album, Ooh. right? Uh, Rachel Fox, um, Liv Dawson. I've got Jeremiah here. Mm-hmm. I've got Quabs. Um, I've got Roe James. Roe James is dope. Roy Woods. Yep, I got his album the other day. We got a look at um, Ari Lennox, who's with Dreamville. Mm-hmm. Do you know Ico's got some? Some She's tracks good. I like. I like. There's some. There's does. some guys under the radar that you might have missed. Yeah, there's um, Daniel Caesar. You put me onto. Yep, amazing um, album. There's Malia, who's a, oh, from from the UK as well. Um, Miguel is a bit of a mixture. He can make some really good R&B records, but I don't know where he's going at the moment. Yeah, he's in a bit of a he's in a bit of a weird space. Um, Frank Ocean is the one. Gone. Miguel's not even done a song with Blue. Like Blue put him on. Oh yeah, you told me about this, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, like Miguel John Dell, he was on on Below the Heavens. I'm like, why have you not done a song with Blue? I don't know. But you got to talk about guys like Jesse Boykins. Oh, Jesse Boykins the third. Yes, yep, yes, yes. Guy, um, Xavier Omar. Right. Serious guy. I discovered an R and B type producer called Joe Hertz. Okay. He's from the UK. Um, he's from Brixton. He looks like he's from gentrified Brixton. That's okay. That's okay. And that's okay. I'm just saying he does not look like Cold Harbor Lane as it was. Um, I also discovered an R&B album a few years ago by a singer called Leanne from the UK. Okay. And Funky DL produced the album. Funky DL? One of my favorite R&B albums. Wow. Like, to date. Amazing album. So there's a, there's a good crop. We can complain about what happened to R&B, but, you know, just like rap music, there's somewhere... Under a rock somewhere, under some Spotify list or some title list, yep. there are some real gems out there. We can't forget Fonte. Yes, the 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 Drake before there was Drake. Yeah, Drake modelled his whole style of Fonte. Yeah, and and yeah, Fonte Fonte is great. So should we then go back into what we love about the nineties? Yeah, this is this is this is my playing field. Go right for now. it. So, if we're gonna talk about nineties R and B, right? We gotta start. I mean, for me, my earliest memories of nineties. No, let's go back to the eighties. New edition. New edition, right? Your man Ralph, Bobby, Johnny Gill came later, mm-hmm. Bell Biv DeVoe, right? Those guys killed it. Michael Bevan. I said Bell Biv DeVoe. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just repeating. Come on, man. I know I'm repeating, I'm repeating names. New edition. Um, who else did we have? Then we had Guy. Guy. Yeah, Guy. They're still sampling Guy records now. Of course. Um, I'm just going to reel off some names off the top of my head, whoever comes to mind first. Mary J. Blige. Uh, I'll be sure. I can tell you how I feel about you, night and day. Big tune. Um, High Five. Most I watched a, a, a documentary on High Five a couple of not a couple of weeks back, a few weeks back. Yeah, lead singer's dead. One no. of them got done for murder. What? Yeah, one of them. One of them got paralyzed. Like that. That group is cursed. I think there's only one person from the original lineup that's still in the group today. That group is cursed, bro. Um, we got to talk about R. Kelly. Um, no, his controversial uh, contributions. Not, we don't have to go into depth, but we cannot talk about nineties R and B. You can't. Him. Yeah, I know. Let's you mention can't, his name. But is he? Is, is, could we not talk about how he is also the problem as to why oh, yeah, R and B yeah. is where it is now? Yeah, because he stopped singing and he was doing nastiness. Right, mm. and it just it was almost a taboo. 
I don't like him. Yeah, let's 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 not talk about uh, him. But we have to mention him. Who else? Who else are we talking about? Faith Evans. All right, we can talk about Faith. We can talk about uh, John B. We can talk about Keith Sweat. We can talk about Soul for Real. Oh yeah, yeah. We yeah. can talk about Jaheem later. Joe. Boys to Men. Boys to Men. Joe Black to see. Black Street. But 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 but. Have you got you got more names? You look like you want to say something else. I got Omar. Yeah, we can we can rock. Lyndon yes. David Hall. Yes, sir. Oh. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. But we can't forget Nate Dog. Yes. That guy. Nate Dog. Nate Dog. He brought the dirt. Well, he made, He could make anything that was completely explicit, like undoubtedly explicit, and make it in. Ah, uh, God. Holes. Yeah, yeah. I got holes. I can't sing, but just imagine just that. When I met you last night, baby. Listen, when I first heard oh that, I God. said, who is this guy? He was the blueprint for the gangster R&B. Yeah, yeah, right? absolutely. Because I was thinking about, like, you know, um, Genuine had that track, Same Old G. Yeah. Right, and I thought, well, you know, he's he could be almost the blueprint for Chris Brown that we know today. Mm-hmm. But actually, Nate Dogg is the, he's the OG of... Nate of, Dogg was so dope. We didn't need or want a solo album from him. You didn't need to. He was the he was a he was the he was a hook maker. He gave hits away. Right. Shade Shice. We ain't oh. seen him since. We have not seen Shade Shice since. Listen, if you just read off Nate Dogg's collaborations, yeah. yeah, it's a shame, man. Like I miss Nate Dogg. I'm I miss, you know, to say you know you got you, you when you look at guys like DJ Premier, they say he's the sound of the East Coast. Yeah. Um, Nate Dogg is the sound of, for me the voice of G Funk. To me, yeah, you know, he. I think, I think he brought that his uh, his swag on the record, and supposedly he his was very, he was very gangster. Yeah, he was, of course. Like he used to rob people and all sorts. To I be part of that, it's the two one three. Mm-hmm. To be part of great that, album as well. Yeah, that yeah, two, one, three yeah, album. yeah, yeah. But yeah. to be part of that crew, to be a part of that environment, you couldn't be soft. Not on that. Not in those times. You talk about the two one three album, right? He's, Nate Dogg had a line on there, and he goes. No matter what she was, I just can't let no hoe interrupt my hustle. And then he was like, whistle while you hustle. <laughs> whistle while you hustle. But Only Nate Dogg. But do you see what I'm saying? Whistle while you hustle. Whistle while you hustle, you know. That's what I'm talking about. Rest we, in we, peace, we, we didn't talk about uh, Maxwell. Urban Hang Suite. Yes. Okay. We got Music Soul Child. <laughs> we into Bilal. <sighs> And you're, you're you're reeling off names before we go to Theodore Riley. Oh, I think he's mad at me. Why? What'd you do to him? I did an interview with him at the jazz cafe, and it never came out. I think he's mad at me. I'm gonna be honest. You, you got you. put out. Did you did you film it? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. You got I, got it, I got it. I got it. I got it. You got he might be out. might be a bit mad at me because he was mad cool, and then I didn't put it out, and then he just went. But anyway, it's what it is. Um, before we get to Theodore Riley, let's talk about Babyface. Okay. Babyface. Because they linked a little bit too, yes. Teddy Riley and Babyface. Kenneth Edmonds. Kenneth Edmonds? Yeah. Yes, that's his name. Back in the day, we used to use a term called Gallist. Gallist. Yeah, I know Gallist. You remember the term Gallist? Yeah, yeah, I know Gallist. Your man Babyface is a serial Gallist. I saw, I saw him in concert. Like, I saw you grown... Went, who did you go with? I went with... All right, here's the story. Don't tell me you went to see Babyface on your own. I'm no, 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 no. All right, so I don't like to, you know, talk about what I used to do. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. All right, Dave, what I used to do, Shout right? Shout out to the wife. You've got to respect it. No, no, nothing to do with the wife. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's hip-hop sorry. days. When I, when I was doing Hip Hop Chronicle, yeah, right, I had a chance to interview uh, Kerry Olsen. She was supporting Neo at the O2 Arena, right? But as I was waiting, I had tickets to go see Babyface across the road at the Indigo, right? They so, were performing the same night? Yeah. 
right? So I went over with my friend who was going to help me film, right? All right, Dave? He helped me. We went to see Babyface, and we saw grown women just out of their seats about to pull their bras off. And in knickers, mate. Fam, let me tell you something. I would not leave my woman around Babyface. He, he hadn't even sung a record. He didn't no. sing a full song yet, and they were just going crazy. Dude, I, I believe you. You see, if Babyface called me, I'd be at the crib, right? Babyface called me. He's like, hey, Chris. You, you, you and the lady want to hang out? I'll be like, baby face, I ain't at home. But I just called your house. I said I'm not at home. I would not let my woman around. Baby face. This, uh, this is for the lover in you with LL Cool J. Can um, we talk? Tevin Campbell. Bruv, you, you mentioned as yet. Yeah, as yet. Your man said on the record, I saw the sun, the moon, <laughs> the mountains and the rivers. I saw heaven. When I made sweet love, only Babyface could have sex with Mother Nature. Yes. Only Babyface. Only him. Only Babyface. Do you know what? I was thinking about now that he's saying that. What about uh, Jarnay? Groove Theory? I covered this one of their songs. Yeah, you um, did. Yeah, yeah. You Everybody, did. move your body. Yeah. Groove Thing. Um, groove Theory, rather. Groove Theory. Yeah. Amel, uh, how do you pronounce her name? Amel LaRue? I, I don't know how to pronounce right. her name, but she's dope. We can even throw in Janet in there. Oh yeah, Janet, um, Janet's important. Janet's important. Aaliyah, we have to throw Aaliyah. Controversially, in as well. I wasn't really a big fan of Aaliyah. Why? Um, I just thought her vocals were quite average, and she was carried by production. You know, you know who was a singer I really rate? Mm. Eric Benet. <laughs> and we're not gonna have no Eric Benet slander on this. Why? Show, no, because he made my favorite R&B album of all time. What was the R&B album? A Day in the Life. Okay. When did that come out? Do you know? Nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah. I'm not having any... Why? The man, Jay-Z... Yeah, he did. No. He lost Halle Berry. So, Jay-Z could have lost Beyonce the way he was moving. He didn't, though. Huh? He didn't. But he didn't. So, how, you, how can someone who's cheating make fun of another man for cheating? He's not. Nah, man. He's not taking... No, nah, make... man. I'm not having no Eric Benet slander. He's not... I, I said... I said what I said. <laughs> We're not having it. I'm not having it. All right. Just to be, just to be completely um, annoying now, can we talk about Pretty Ricky? I was in Miami when they popped off. You know? Yeah, they had a moment. Yeah, they did. They had. They, 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 they had. A, they had. A, they had a moment. Can we talk about R and B singers who can't sing? Well, let's not mention Carl Thomas then, because he no, can no, no, really no, no, sing. no, no, no. He, yeah, he can for, really sing. Can't forget about Carl Thomas. How have we not mentioned Whitney? I, t- I got a theory. Go on, hit me. Because Whitney went way over to the pop side, way over. Yeah, I think when, she... you're, when you're a pop singer, you don't really get brought up in R and B. I think it's almost like Whitney was almost like the equivalent of an opera singer. She was too pure. Too pure. She went way over to the other side. Way over. And you know what I mean by the other side. I know what you mean, but... Uh, way over. But we got, look, we're here to talk about music and, and people's talent, right? Yeah, Whitney, Whitney was dope. Whitney was dope. Her, her voice is one in the generation, yeah, really. Whitney was dope. And now you talk about Whitney. Kelly Price. Kelly Price. Jill Scott. India Ari. Listen, the list is too long. We'll be here all day. Case. Montel Jordan. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you're saying someone who couldn't sing... Yeah, the weekend comes to mind again. Rihanna um, comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, who can't sing? Jennifer Lopez can't sing. Um, I should have prepared this answer. Tony Braxton can sing. Yeah, she can sing. She had a very unique tone. Jagged Edge could sing. I wasn't really crazy about Jagged, Jagged Edge. Jagged Edge. Don't you feel like Jagged Edge in like one twelve were the, the 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 last of the Mohicans in that respect? Possibly, but they were both from. I think they're both from Atlanta, so they had. I think they had a little rivalry going on that we didn't I'm really sure know about. What about Drake? What yeah, about Drew Hill. Yeah, we can't True. forget Drew Hill. Yeah, Cisco. I wasn't them. really crazy about Drew Hill's first album. They got, ah, no, they got they got a joint. I don't know. It's called. I, I love the uh, So So Def remix 
of in is it called in my bed yeah my shout out to monica she sent that song on the on the whatsapp in the, in the group chat the other day and i'm like this song has not what aged about well actually at all. the monica singer you know don't take it personal I had a crush on her monica yes sir yeah okay yes sir Brandy. Brandy had some joints. Sing yeah. up in my room. Yeah. Best Sing friend. Up in my yeah. Room. Best friend was crazy. Brownstone. Yeah. H. H. Brownstone were real singers. H Town. Yep. My lady loves H Town. She has these moments, right? She'd be at the crib and she just starts listening to H Town. Or Bobby <laughs> H Town or Bobby Brown. One of the t- Dude, she has Bobby Brown marathons. Ray J. Yeah, we got to talk about Ray J because One Wish is classic. But Anthony well, Hamilton. My God. TQ. Yeah, West Side. Yo, you said Anthony Hamilton? Anthony Hamilton, like Raphael Sadiq. Tony, Tony, Tony. Yes. House of Music is one of my favorite albums of all time. House of Music? House of Music. Tony, Tony, Tony. Do you know one of my favorite? Holy smokes and gee whiz. Yo. Do you know one of my favorite um, Tony, Tony, uh, Tony records? Tell me, I was listening to it today, I bet you. Feels good. Feels, Feels good. good. Big tune. Because now, now let's, get in, let's get into Teddy Riley, right? Let's get into all that, and, right? And it never rains in Southern California. Okay. When we get now, we get into Teddy. Teddy, your man, Teddy. Because, because, because feels good is a good transition, good segue. Because of the bounce, the feel, New Jack Swing, right? Yes. Now we talked about earlier about hip hop and 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 R and B having that almost cohabiting relationship, right? Mm-hmm. They're intertwined, mm-hmm. right? One's not; they can't separate one without the other. Mm-hmm. Think about New Jack Swing, the snares, the eight oh eights, right? Corny raps, the corny girl. Raps. You know I got what you need, uh. yo. For you, I'm gonna bleed. Uh. Yeah. We, right? yeah, we need to bring those back. The samples, the loops, the 808s, the snares, all of that was very hip-hop, right? Yes. So Teddy Riley, I found out, you know, Edward, not... Edward. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, getting my uh, facts from Wikipedia here. Um, so uh, Teddy Riley produced a lot of those kind of iconic hip-hop records. He did Kumo D's... Um, what's the Kumo D record? Damn it. You're teaching me some things now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Man, man, hit after after. While you look up your facts, we didn't mention some of the ladies, man. Yep. Eternal. 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 Yeah. Then Louise bounce. I reckon Louise used them. I had another episode. Um, SWV. Shola Amma. Yeah, she was local. She was local. Yeah, we got can't forget SWV, who I think have one of, if not, one of, if not the goat remixes of R and B, which is the Human Nature right here remix. Oh, that's oh yeah yeah yeah. That's like hands down top hands three, and that's Teddy Riley again. Teddy Riley did the show, Dougie Fresh. Really? And he did How You Like Me Now, Kumo D. Yeah, man, Teddy. But I swear he's originally from the Bronx. Harlem. Yeah, so he's from New York. It's in him. Yeah, yeah, no, it's It's in him. him. But it was interesting to me to go, we know him very much for these, you know, very up-tempo. He kind of created his own genre, right? So, like, Mm -hmm. from, I don't know, 86 to, like, 92, Mm -hmm. this new Jack Swing era just existed, right? It, it, It got... Michael's attention, Jackson's attention to go, yeah. hey, you know what? I need to move from Quincy here. Not because Quincy doesn't want to do the record. With, he doesn't want to do Dangerous, but he's going, no, I, I see something here. Well, it's crazy because you mentioned Michael Jackson because Michael did not call on any and everybody. No. And it is, um, I don't think it's a coincidence that he called on two people who were very fundamental and instrumental to the new Jack Swing era, which is Teddy Riley and Heavy D. Yes. I don't think it's a coincidence. No. And also, um, he was supposed to be in Bad, Teddy Riley. On the bad album or in the yeah, video? Yeah, he was supposed to be on the bad album, like the production. He didn't because his manager at the time was being... Uh, he was asking for too much. So, like, can't go. He what missed do you mean that. asking for too much? He was like, they were, I think... Uh, well, I Michael, Michael Jackson was like off the back of Thriller. Like, No, I know, I know. But I think they were, he was asking for certain things. I read an interview um, Ted Riley did. And he was like, I was supposed to be on the bad album. 
Uh, and Michael, when they were doing Dangerous, said, you know, you want to be in the Bad album. He said, what happened? Well, you had this, you know, manager. I can't remember his name. Blah, 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 and he was asking for too much. And we thought we'd just go a different direction. Missed opportunity. And Quincy said to Teddy, you would have been amazing on that album. I didn't know that. Teddy Riley would... When I, when I think of Bad now, Teddy Riley... But Bad's like my second favourite Michael album, so... Really? Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. your first? That was, my first is Thriller. But for me, Bad was, I think... Bad was the first Michael Jackson album that I had heard in my lifetime. And that was the first Michael Jackson album released in my lifetime. I was born the same month of Thriller, June 82. Wow. Um, but Bad came out, like, 86? 86. Because he did, the, he did the tour 88, right? 87, yeah, so 88. it was 86. So, yeah, like, yeah, Bad just, Bad just had too many bangers on there, man. Right, but that, the thing, Teddy Riley had that amazing impact. The fact that he fused hip-hop and R&B, like, was it New Edition, uh, Hit Me Off, could easily be a rap beat. Yeah. Could easily be a rap beat. It's one of my favourite New Edition songs. Belle Biv DeVoe, a lot of their first album was produced by Hank Shockley and Eric Adler. That's the Bomb Squad, right? So everyone wanted, all those hip-hop artists and producers wanted to be on R&B records because it was the most popular thing at the time. But it also shows you, in terms of what I said earlier, that hip-hop and R&B are kind of synonymous with each other. And that they're very two distinct worlds, but they often converge. Yeah, they do. As they one. Do. Which is what confused me when um when Rizza on mm. the intro of Wu Tang Forever, he made a comment about, you know, you're trying to make hip hop R and B and make it funk. And he kinda said it in a disparaging way. And I was wow. very confused by it because I'm thinking to myself, but hold on, you sample soul records like Iron Man to me could have been a Motown record. You take the raps off, it could have been a Motown record. Um, and then at the time, I was thinking, who is RZA talking about? I remember thinking, is he talking about Camp Lowe? Because they had that, coolie hair, gotcha, wide. <laughs> or I'm thinking, is he talking about them? Do you know what I mean? And it's just funny that RZA kind of spoke about, you know, hip-hop and R&B almost being two separate things. And I get what he was saying to a degree. Then your marquee artist, arguably, Ghostface, turns around and makes a whole R&B album. Some of his R&B records are some of the best records he's yeah. done. Yeah. Never be the same again. Back like that with Neo. Come on, man. We're going to talk about Neo later. I love yeah, Neo. Yeah. I love I, I, time for Neo. I love Neo. But Teddy Riley, those guy records, Heavy D, Babyface, mm -hmm. Keith Sweat, they're integral to the blueprint of what we now know as that kind of hip-hop and R&B genre, right? So I think in the 90s, I'm not sure when, it used to be in America, the Billboard used to have like top black songs mm -hmm. and then it turned into kind of hip-hop slash R&B, mm -hmm. which I think had an effect on uh, chart success because uh, Darnell was saying uh, off air about how when you're talking about records that charted in R&B they may not necessarily get in the top 100 mm. which is their kind of top 40 mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that may have had a shift to radio had a shift to in terms of you know why it was doing so bad but I think you know R&B the way it is it's sad that R&B now the talent we have now is just not the same as what once we did but then Maybe the young, maybe we're out of touch. Maybe the maybe. young kids love love. Maybe the stuff that you know the weekend is doing is the Teddy Riley of this. Don't, don't, don't like, don't get me wrong, right? The week I think the weekend is trash. Okay, um, but one man's junk is another man's treasure. Some people love him, and they obviously do because he's selling records and stuff. But for me personally, I'm a fan of the vocalists, right? I'm. I grew up in church. So average singers don't impress me. No. You understand what I'm saying? I've grown up in church where I've seen Sister Mavis turn the church upside down, singing a hook. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, My yeah, standards yeah, yeah. are high. Yeah. High. So, Brian McKnight. Oh, Brian McKnight. I went to see Brian McKnight. Do you know what this man did? What? 
He was on the left side of the stage at the jazz cafe. You know what? The, you know how the jazz cafe. Yeah, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on the left hand side. He sang a note, walked over to the right, and then walked back to the left, singing the same note. Because they're, they're, they're then he jumped on the true, piano. But they're true, they're true musicians. Do I ever cross your mind anytime? Because <laughs> I, I, was, I was thinking about um, a good, almost a a good comparison between R and B now to when it was his wild thoughts you know that uh, Khalid Bryson Tiller I, I, I like that song though. it's a great song I tell but... you a story I was at a party yeah um, a friend's a friend of my fiance her, well our friends mm. went to her, her sister's party she was going away to university mm. and when wild thoughts I what what they thought was wild thoughts came on so they're like hey and then it was Maria Maria they're like what's this they thought it was the remix. No. Yeah. Then I had to be the old guy in the room. No. Say, you lot don't know about Maria, Maria. You lot don't know. They, look, they didn't know. They thought Wild Thoughts was the original. They thought it was a brand new song. Yeah. Yeah. I'm flabbergasted. No, don't be. Don't be. Dude, don't. Don't be. But if you listen to the content of both songs, it says a lot about where we are, the dichotomy of where we are now. Yeah, but if they don't know that song exists, and I've told them it exists now... But I'll be very surprised if they even go back and listen to it because they just like what they like. And that's cool. Yeah, they do like what they like. And that's fine. That's fine. I just... The soul of R&B is just not there anymore. Because we... I, I feel... Yeah. Do we sound we, like a bunch of old heads? We, I think it's, I think <laughs> this episode should be called The Old Guys in the Room. You know what I think? How can we expect soul from people, from people who have no soul? Are we talking about people in life in general I think everything's for sale. Especially our souls. Everything is for sale. Interesting point. Everything is for sale, dude. And and what no, we no, and no. what we're doing to sell it for likes, comments, shares. Absolutely, it's all for sale. It's all for sale. So there's no soul. So we how lost our integrity. How completely. can we make soul if we got no soul? Yeah, it's true. We've got no soul. There's, the authenticity. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. So not only we lost love from our society. Then when when someone when someone does sing about love, we call him sweet boy. We frown upon it. We frown upon it. And then, you know, the it, guy who treats you bad... Go on. It says something that I'm currently putting together my wedding playlist in my head. Right. She doesn't know this yet, so she's going to hear this now. She's going to hear it now, so that's the, what the point Most is. of the songs are from, like, the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Right. I can't pick one song post-2000. Dilemma? Uh, oh, that's the worst song ever. Uh, no, I said that before today. That, <laughs> that is the worst song ever. <laughs> that song is trash. What if you had bump, bump, bump? That was hard. Yeah, but you could have that. No, I don't want it. I don't want it. What about Hotel? Oh, Marcus Houston. Why do you have some Marcus Houston? Yeah. You know what? He did a song that was amazing. I loved it. Because of you. Because of you? Big do you know there was, a, there was a track in the 2000s I really love, Lloyd and Ashanti, Southside. Lloyd is very talented. Banging track. Lloyd is very talented. Um, it's a shame that he's not really on the, uh, a bigger platform, but he's very talented. He was on the new Big Crit album, and they did a cover of um, You Can Have a Piece of My Love. Killed it. Yeah, I, I th- I'm, I'm really intrigued by the point you just made about the soul out of a society and how everything's up for grabs. You know what it is? You know what it is? I think it comes down to the fact that you don't have to be a great singer. The same way you don't have to be a great rapper. In R&B, I feel you benefit more from being a great songwriter now. Whereas opposed to, you know, back in the day, you had your great songwriters and then your great singers and you put them together. Case in point, Babyface or End of the Road. Got a great a great group in Boys and Men. You sing that song and you make it your own. 
some of these new they can't sing, man. I'm just gonna be honest with you, they can't sing. But speaking of, because um, they ain't really been through much anyway, so they can't sing. Yeah. What can you sing about when you're high on drugs? Well, look, look at the generation. Our generation. <clears throat> our let generation. Me, let the, me take that thing back about high because some of our favorite singers were high on drugs. Well, of course they were. But these are some different drugs they're taking. No, they're days. taking yeah, completely different, different drugs. But to, speaking about the generation, our generation, the generation before us, they got married earlier. They fell yeah. in love earlier. Yeah. Like, does that play a part into it? Um, yes and no. Um, a lot of people may say getting married young is a bad thing. But then I also say getting married too old is a bad thing too because you become very set in your ways and independent. Mm. And like I say to people, what's the point in cleaving to somebody and becoming one when you don't really need them at that particular point getting married young you can grow with someone and grow as a couple but this is some deep conversation we're about to get in too so <laughs> i'm not go i don't know if i'm gonna go there right now um, go go there go there i don't know if i'm gonna go there right now but yeah married i think mm, my man hit me i'm love guru's here love guru's here Talk, tell <laughs> tell the people about love guru now you, yeah, you had this thing about love doctor. Yeah, you were a love doctor. You were trying to save everybody. I was though. Um, I I'm was not, saving yeah, people. I mean, you had time, mate. I had no time for it. <laughs> I had Look, no time for speaking it. about songwriters, you mentioned earlier, talented ones. One, I, I keep saying this. I've said this off air. One that I feel is a missed opportunity in R and B to carry that beacon, that torch, is Neo. Neo's a great, a great songwriter. Right, he is extremely talented. His forehead is crazy though. Dude, I saw a picture of Neo's forehead. I said to myself, "What's that yo. got to do with this singing?" No, I just nothing, nothing. But I said to myself, if I ever need to take an advertising space on Neo's forehead, no. everybody would see that. You are so funny, no, ne- dude. No. Have you seen this forehead? I'm gonna make a bad joke, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Neo have a neon billboard advertising on his forehead. Sorry. Dude, I saw Neo's forehead. I said, yo, I had to look at it in landscape, bruv. <laughs> That's how big his what, forehead you're is. You're telling me that it won't fit on Instagram. You're no, gonna, you're gonna bruv, you need a different kind of you're filter. Bad, you need a different kind no, of filter. No, I love Neo. So not, do I. I'm not getting so trapped do in I. this. No, I'm not getting I was one of his first supporters in this country. I swear to God. You swear to God? I swear to God. You, so I, when Soul Sick dropped, you swear. I swear to God. I swear when, by the moon and the. No, that song is trash. That it's song is not no, trash. You know what? I have a word for that song. What's that? Booyaga. Booyaga. That's my word for beyond trash. That song is Booyaga. B O O Y A G G A. Booyaga. That song is trash. You know what that's. Bruv, don't even. So, speaking of Neo, not Booyaga, um, I just want to list off some of the, the songs he's written. Mm-hmm. Let Me Love You, Mario. Good song. Which was a massive smash over here. That and song, I'm sure. That song's going to get a lot of burn. Valentine's Day is coming up. Oh, yes. It's correct, correct, correct. Yeah. Uh, Beyonce's Irreplaceable, to the okay. left, to the left. Oh, he wrote that? Yes. Wow. wow. Such is my Wikipedia knowledge gives me. Okay, okay. Take a Bow, Rihanna. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of Rihanna tracks, actually. Okay. Uh, and Kerry Hilson. Mm-hmm. Um, he did Knock You Down. He was, he's featured on that with Kanye, wasn't he? Um, my, the thing, my, niece, my niece and nephew love that song, by the way. They always listen to it. Knock You Down? Yeah. It's a great song. Yeah. Kerry had some great songs, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then his own song, so you got, like, So Sick, Because of You, So Sexy... Um, obviously did the pop tracks, but mm. even those good. Miss Independent, I back love, like that, which you talked about. I love the uh, Soul Sick remix of LL Cool J as well. That yes. was great. Yes, that yes. Was, I think that was Trackmasters as well. Yes, it was. A Trackmaster. Oh, we didn't even talk about Trackmaster remixes. We, but we haven't talked about R&B remixes in general. I know. 
that's a whole episode on its own. Yes, I think we could revisit this completely yeah. and, and, and kind of break down more the kind of um, Boys to Men albums, Omar, those albums. Um, we can talk about like Mary J. Blige and you know My Life. Um, so should we play some music? Should we do a little uh, sound off or sound clash? Are you ready for this? Well, not really. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to fuck around. Um, but I think we will plug in your phone into the into the system. I don't think you're ready, bro. Give 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 me the best you've got. All right. I, I'm not gonna play the obvious ones. Play whatever you want. When one's archive is very deep and runs as deep as mine, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna, gonna have fuck. multiple bangers to select from. You know. I'm fucking around. All right. Let's try this. Let's try this. You ready? You ready? Ah. Uh. Yo. Ah. Uh. Yeah. I can love you is. I can love you. Who's this? This is Mary J. Blige. Share my world album, 97. Lil Kim? Yep. This is when she started to clean up herself a bit. Okay. Yeah, I prefer um, Mary when she was high on, on drugs. But drum. she had a lot of heartbreak. That's what, we, what made us love Mary. Yes. Then she went to No More Drama and then things got a bit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this tune right here is my top five Mary J. Blige song. Top five. Okay. And the fact that she remixed Little Kim a year after the song came out as well, and yeah. then put her on the remix. Yeah. Genius marketing. Okay. That's enough for you. Okay. Right. Okay. Oh, All that's, right. that's the first one. Okay. Hit me with the second one. All right. The second one. All right. We're gonna take it back to, I would say, the early nineties. The, uh, er- the, the early. The that. early nineties. Is that early right? In the early nineties. Early in that. You ready? You ready? You ready? Hit me, hit me, hit me. You ready? Hit me. All right. Watch out now. Watch out now. This is what we need the air horn. (laughs) Tony, Tony, Tony. Your man, Raphael Sadiq. Yes. In Southern California. You know how good it felt to hear this song living in England? Why? Because it was always raining. (laughs) (laughs) Mmm. It never rains in Southern California, and they tell me you ain't ready, bro. No, you're not ready. You're not ready. You're not ready. <laughs> I haven't even got a third song. I don't know if I need it at this point. I think you need a third song. You think I need a third yeah, one? Third. All right. Okay. What are we gonna do for the third song? We we need another song to get us taken down from SoundCloud. Okay. All right. Three All right. does it. I'm gonna tip it over the edge now. Okay. Go go some classic. All right. Listen. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Okay. This remix, they were they were riding on horses, bro. Singing on horses. <laughs> yeah, they were. The cars weren't even needed for this. No, they you had, had horses. horses. Yes, bro. The old the the shiver the uh, the chivalry way. Hmm. Hmm. The where I wanna be. Hey, hey, no one can do. Random fun fact. Go on, hit me. On that song, when they do S, the double, the U, the, the v, v, that's Pharrell. No. That's a 14 year old Pharrell. No. Yep. Pharrell is actually. Uh, an extension in the lineage of Teddy Riley. I think he mentored him. Yes, I heard that, but no. Yeah, that's for real. Do you remember that SWV song? Yeah. Um, yeah. Use Your Heart? Yeah. That's early Neptunes. 
There's something in that Virginia water, dude. I'm telling you. Wow. Yeah, that's Pharrell. I had no idea. I know. All right, so should we go with my right. three? Right. And then I'm going to play some other joints anyway. Let's see what you got. Let's okay. see what you got. So when this came out, mm-hmm. right? So You're Making Me High came out with the radio edit album version instrumental. And they had another CD with just the remixes. You do know what she's singing about though, right? Masturbation. Foxy's filthy. No, Tony's version. Tony's version. Yeah, she's okay. singing about some nastiness. I know. I know. You didn't know. Is it like um, Usher and Good Kisser? Um, possibly. Because he's talking about... You know. I know. I know. I know. Usher got, other, Usher got other issues though. It was a video of this with like, the blue background and all that. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Who's my people? Asian people? Asian people love it. Don't let me bring out the Bollywood R&B remixes. I'm going to be honest with you. Asian people, they kept Jay Sean afloat for years. Can we talk about Jay Sean? No. Asian brother. Now now you say that, watch. You guys kept Jay Sean afloat. For years. Nah. Let, 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 let him live. To come and do, shows. do you know what it is? It's the ge- <laughs> shall I tell you what shall I tell you what it is? It's the generation. It's the generation, right? But you so, can also pay for them to come. Yeah. We, my people ain't got it. No, no. Yeah. It's it's a thing of it's a generation thing, right? So the people that came to this country with the you know, parents or who were born here, they they were the first generation, the eighties and nineties R and B. They really very very much are in immersed in New Jack Swing. Right, so Jay Sean and Rishi Rich and all them lot, yeah. right? They're very much immersed in New Jack Swing. Yeah. Rishi Rich is working with Teddy Riley. That's like his idol. Yeah, that's how it is. You, you Black guys, Blackstreet. Black oh, oh, don't. That's God. it. Forget you. Right, first, first, right, first. We're doing this right, just for for the Asian brother. Hey. YMCMB baby. No way. Darnell cast the girls for this video. Man, like Darnell got dating agency going on. <laughs> Yo, one time for the Asian brother. Yeah, one time. Show. I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. I don't know if that cuts it as R and B, man. No, it does. Leave him alone. Nah, man. Why you gonna? Why you gonna? This is. We're going back to nowhere again. Why you gonna hate on the only Asian brother? Who did some good R&B? That song said record. Yeah, he went number one of this state. I don't care. My dad came to me and said, do you know Jay Shaw? Look, here's yeah, a good, here's of a story. your dad's going to come to you about Jay Shaw. He ain't going to no. come to you about, I don't know, Bobby Brown. No, he don't, he don't care about Bobby Brown, bro. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, let me tell you a story about Jay Sean and, and that, right? So I interviewed Birdman, right? Mm-hmm. So at a hotel in Knightsbridge. And this is when Jay Sean went number one. Interviewing him, and they were like, "Look, let's uh, let's go McDonald's. It's across the road, but they took five SUVs. Um, so I'm in the car with Baby Slim. There was uh, the girl who was on one of the Re- Wayne records. I forgot her name, Shanice. Name eludes me. She's sitting opposite me. Was it right? No, 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 no. She's he, not with. He would have known that. No, no. I, would, I know. Christi- AM to PM. Yeah, what? He would have known that. What? I've seen AM, no, no, no. That song life. was brilliant. Yeah, AM he would have. If Christina Milian was sat next to you, you would know. <laughs> Now there was it was someone else. She did uh, some of his records on, like Carter Four and all that, but she's sitting opposite him. She got the nose ring. I forgot her name. 
Damn. Anyway, so we go to McDonald's. They took five SUVs to go across the road. And I said to the baby, I said, look, you know what? Like, Jay Sean, is, you know, it's a great thing. I know baby always used to like Jay Sean. A lot of the other YMCMB artists, I don't feel really rock with him. So I told him, like, my dad came up to me. My dad's in his 60s. And he said to me, hey, you know what? You know, Jay Sean, he went number one in the States. Birdman had this massive smile on his face. called Slim over. He goes, hear this. He goes, his dad came up to me and asked about Jay Sean. Well, how mad is that? And they just bugged out the fact that my father would know who Jay Sean is because he went number one. You can't hate on a brother for doing that. I don't hate him. I don't hate him. Listen, let me don't hate, bro. I don't hate him. I'm gonna, I'm I just, I just, you know what? He had that tune. What's it? Um, ride it. Was it ride it? Yeah, I like that song. It went top five here. Yeah, but I like that song. But I don't hate on Jay Sean. No, Leave alone, bro. No, you lot kept him afloat longer than he, yeah, right. than you had the, to. Now, now let's go into one of the classics I really love. This is on the No Diggity single, right? So I had No Diggity on side A and Don't Leave Me on side B. This is from the Another Level album, isn't it? Yeah. If you take your love away from me, I'll go crazy. No. I reckon Daz Dillinger got a nice check from oh, this. Oh, yeah. yeah. But again, look, Teddy Riley having such an effect on, on Blackstreet. But I've got a, another fun fact about this song. Go on. Do you know who co-produced this song? No. A gentleman by the name of Bink. Listen to the drum programming. Check the credits. There's a man on there called Roosevelt Harrell, and that's Bink's real name. Is he the one on the Rugrats movie song with Maya? Take me there. I want to go there. Take no, me he, there. he Bink... Bink did um, three tracks on the blueprint. He did The Ruler's Back. <coughs> he did All I Need. Mm-hmm. He did Mama Loves Me. He did uh, Beasts from the East. Uh, Lost Boys. He did, uh, he did Lights, Camera, Action. Mr. Cheeks. Um, yeah, Bink. Did he rap as well or no? Didn't need to. Again, Virginia. There's something in the Virginia water. Let me smooth this out. Babyface attacks again. Yes. Again. Yes. Kenneth Edmonds. Dude, that guy. This sound like um if Aladdin was trying to seduce Jasmine. <laughs> Yo, I remember the cover. It was such a shit cover. You were so into it. You told me secrets that... Listen, Babyface have people confessing to murder. Yeah. Look, listen. It's true, it's true. Confessing it's true. to crimes they did not commit. It's true, it's true. The powers of Babyface. Serial Gyalis. Listen, listen to the deep, brother. That's what we're missing from R&B too, the deep voices. The deep voices, yeah. No, no it's not this. Not, not no, this isn't it? it's the one after, right? The one after? Mm. Yes. I don't even know the other person, the other four... That's what, five of them? He, he I only reminds, know one. He reminds me of Slim from 112. The way his voice sounds. Slim. Slim had a great voice, man. Nah. Slim? Nah. What? Alright. So you want a random fact? You want another fun fact? I'm I'm killing you with the fun facts this week, though, right? So, Mark Nelson, Mm -hmm. who was the front guy Mm -hmm. for As Yet, holding Mm -hmm. it down for Team Dark Skin very early. Why you gotta make it? Why you gotta make it about race, blood? Because your man Darnell said earlier now that you know the R&B singers got prettier. Yeah. They also got lighter. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. when it, anyone with Team Dark Skin, you know, myself, Freddie Gibb, mm-hmm. Big Crit, mm-hmm. you know, i got to salute them. Okay. Anyway, Mark Nelson, front guy for As Yet, 
was uh, in a Philadelphia band or group called Boys to Men. He left the group before they before they released their first album. So he it was the end of the road for him before it, yeah, he even started. <laughs> my man, my man, he left Boys to Men. Look, I'm upset for him. No, that's the. <laughs> You know when Jay-Z said you, you can't turn back time, you have to live with regrets? My man. <laughs> Boys to Men sold like 20 million records. I got one more. Like now you're my, cheating. Listen, no, no. One I more. only had three. Listen, listen. All right, cool. This, call this call this like a wild card. Well, I guess, I, guess this, you need, I guess you need extra because you did get bodied. Yes, yeah, yeah. Do that. Because this is the one that can kill everything. Everything out make here. Make sure. Make it everything. count. Everything. You ready, Darnell? Make it count. Yes! Yes. Yes. No. Yes. You didn't. Yes. Listen, they said one love to hip hop. Beats. Uh, yeah. Life can change. 180 days. Let it run, Donna. Let it run. For those who are wondering why I've gone quiet, I'm one sat love. here. I'm sat here shaking my head. Dude, we're, we're, talk talk, boys. we're talking about 90s R&B and this brother plays Blue. One time for Blue. Wait for the hook. Don't know you're going to love this. If we're gonna talk about UK R and B, we can't not talk about damage. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You said UK, right? I said UK. Yes. Chris. Put your hands up, Chris. Lighters, lighters. Can I say something? Hit me. I haven't played this much R and B, um, and there's no women around. This is new for me. <laughs> it's new for me. I feel like he answered the question of the podcast with those last two songs. Yes, that's based, the- that's what happened to R and B, right? <laughs> they let you <laughs> on the playlist. <laughs> that's what there is. We let's pack up shop. Let's go home. There's that guy named Chico DeBarge. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yo, listen. The DeBarges? Listen. De- the- what? Light skin deluxe. <laughs> Your man, El DeBarge. El DeBarge is real. Chico DeBarge. My lo- lady was playing. Have you heard the Superman like Lover remix of, uh, love with Chico. Eric Simon? Chico is the one. Ooh. They're a talented mother. Dude, he said, I've got chills. You said DeBarge. Yeah, we missed Ooh. that one. You're sending chills up my spine. What? Do you know you'd have to put? Yo! You have to put. If you put the bar, you have to put Jill Scott because she could. Don't make me awesome. stand up. Don't Jill. make me stand up. <laughs> want to thank? We want to thank John Robinson from Cleek Productions. Also, want to shout out man like Darnell for doing the engineering once again. Social, um, social, social, socials. At, we break the atoms. Yes. Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud. 
Uh, we just want to thank you for listening to us today. Yeah. And um, keep, coming, keep coming for our next. We love it. And keep the positivity as well. We love that too. Yeah, man. And, you know, just be good people and um, drink lots of water. <laughs>